Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Be Hard podcast. I am Melissa, and Kevin is not with us here today. Y'all send the good vibes. By the time this comes out, we may have an answer, but in the event that we don't, send up all the good vibes. He's doing some stuff in the traditional Hollywood space today, and he needs good energy so he could, you know, do the things. I probably sound real not Christian talking about vibes and energy. Send the prayers, okay? Talk to Jesus. Yes. That's who I know. Talk to gold. That's who I know. That's who I believe answers the prayers and send them on down. Send them on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost. I think I switched songs, but that's okay. Uh, Today we have two very special guests that we have never had on the Marriage Be Hard podcast. And that is none other than my sister and brother-in-law, Melanie and Gregory Goolsby. Hello. They are authors. They Amen. are um, uh, podcast hosts. We are. Mm-hmm. They are merchandise wearers and designers. <laughs> Show it. Uh-oh. Yes. Underrep. Available right now. What's the name of the website? Underrepmerch.com. There we go. Underrepmerch.com. They are parents. They are husband and wife. They are brothers and sisters to other people, not themselves. Hello. Uh, <laughs> they are... Um, all the things, okay? So everybody give a very warm welcome to the Goolsby family. Do you have a, a clapping track? Yes. Well, <laughs> no, I have real life claps. Please make sure you clap in the mic. There we clap go, there yourself. we go, there we go. In my lap is their beautiful youngest daughter, my my pumpkin pie, Miss mm-hmm. Makaya Avery, who is sick. Ava. Wrong, she uh, fine right Avery? now. She McKinley. was McKinley sick. Avery. It is Makaya Avery. It's because their names are so similar. Listen, <laughs> it's because the second batch of kids. Yes. See, here you go. It's just my brain. It'd here be a lot. It'd be a lot. She doesn't want to say hi. She's been sick, and so she's kind of, see, she want to go, now she want to go to you. It's because I said her name, I think. <laughs> um, she's been sick, and so this chair here is for Kevin in spirit, but also for Makaya in yes. the event she wants to um, sit down because she just wants to be in the mix. They had her on the couch back there, and she was just like... incorporate. Yeah, nope. not y'all being up there, and I'm back here. <laughs> That's not going to work. Um, okay, so we're going to get started. If you are new here, Marriage Be Hard is a podcast where we bring on um, some of our favorite couples and some couples that will eventually become our favorites because <laughs> it's the first time we've met them, but of course we know these people. Um, and we talk about marriage. We talked about the highs. We talked about talk about the lows and sometimes we talk about other stuff it don't matter wherever the conversation goes is where it goes so we're gonna start with uh you probably have heard this in some way shape or form Mm. on many other podcasts but this is the podcast where you're gonna hear it all together so start with your love story how did you meet um, you're dating, you guys always have the best stories, you're dating um, history, and then fast forward to the engagement, and then I do want to spend a little time on the wedding, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, well, I'll start, Okay. because I saw Mel before she saw me. <laughs> if you, uh, I was the maintenance man at an apartment complex in Atlanta, Georgia. I was doing my regular routines, and I saw this young lady walk across the street. She had, it was a gray dress. It was tight, right? It was not tight. It was a gray dress. Oh, it was tight. I had, <laughs> it was not tight. I had tights on. Yeah, tights on. It was on. a gray flowy dress, yes. Either way. It was like a baby doll dress. It like went right. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Either way, I was like, man, I, I like that. I wonder what, you know, but she stayed there and, you know, I didn't want, I, I ain't want no problems. So I didn't pursue anything. Also, I was working and she walked in the building and I don't think I saw her again 
for another year and a half, maybe. Oh, really? Because I think this this was happening right before summer, and then you left. That's literally not the truth. You left. Left for summer? You and Tierra had uh, a renter in your space because Mm -hmm. I thought, I was like, oh, they moved out, but y'all had a renter. And then the next year, that's when I saw you uh, changing where you asked me for you trying to get your oil changed. Correct? Is that not correct? I don't think it's correct, but okay. Wait, 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 wait. So you saw Mel in passing the first time? In passing. She didn't see me. I saw her okay. off in the distance. And she then came. you didn't see her for a while. I didn't see her for a while. Okay. And then by the time you saw her again, it was like, oh, she's still living here. Yes. Okay. That's that, that's what I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I believe. And then you can tell the rest because that's what... Okay. And then uh, you might be right, actually. That time for... You said a year and a half. That just seems wrong. <clears throat> okay. Because when I didn't... I only lived year. at that apartment for two years. Was it two years? Yeah. Oh, we got it in quick then. <laughs> no, so... <laughs> I only lived at that apartment for two years, so you let, met me in the last six months that I lived there. That's not true. Okay, well, let's not say so a month, it, and not let's say a year and a half. It was some time. I, I, some time passed yeah. before I saw it. Again. Okay, all right. Um, I would I would say maybe six months. Okay. Um, because the summer, what he is saying is correct, uh, but I met him at the beginning of the next school year, which is in the fall. So summer happened, and then the next school year came. And the only reason why I know this part is because uh, he it was warmer in Atlanta, and my vehicle, my car, I needed something was wrong with it. And Daddy said I called Dad, Uh and he said ask the maintenance man because I didn't. Oh, that was Dad's idea. Yeah, to ask the maintenance man. Shout out, Mr. Marsh. To help, and so I see him, who I'm like I've never met the maintenance man prior to this. I don't know. Actually, see this. But well, who was you maintaining, Greg? No. How come they didn't know who you was? Actually, but hold on. That's this is, that's a I sign mean, of a good maintenance man when you don't see uh, him. I see, because no, you're keeping the building together. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. that's, and actually, that's wrong. What happened? <laughs> what happened? No. What happened? This is why we don't tell the story because we'd be having all the facts confused. What happened is something actually did happen in the apartment. When we got back, because old girl stayed there for the summer, we got back and the dish disposal wasn't working. Oh. And I, it was Tierra, my roommate's friend that we had agreed to let stay. And I'm like, your little friend broke the stuff. Uh, yeah. And we had just gotten back for the school year. So I called the maintenance man to, uh, but I didn't know, I still hadn't known who he was. Okay, God. Um, so anyway, we I get make the order. And it just so happened like that day or the day before, something around that time, Tierra and I were on the elevator and we were on with Greg and he, as y'all know, I will tell this all the time. Anytime you're on the elevator with Greg, he's going to speak. Yeah. So we're on the elevator. It's a bunch of students. We're all quiet. And Greg gets on and says, hey, how y'all doing? Or how y'all doing, Miss Lady? Or whatever he said in his very Southern accent. And me and Tierra were like, oh my gosh, his accent. We lived on the second floor and we got off and we like giggled all the way to our apartment like, oh, that must be the maintenance man. So then again, the dish disposal is broken. We call the maintenance man. He doesn't come or he eventually comes. We exchange numbers. Daddy, um, the car is messed up. He hadn't called me. It was uh, all these things happen like right after each other. Eventually he has my number. He hasn't called me. I was interning at TBS 
and uh, I I don't remember if I saw you or what, but anyway, I or I left a note. That's what happened. A work order came in about the dish uh, disposal. This, this, yeah, and he and hadn't called me. And on top of the dish disposal was a note saying you yes. haven't called me just in case you lost my number. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. wait. Hold on, hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. Yes. So the service order comes through, mm-hmm. but that's through your the work. the yeah. Yes. yeah. So how does the number? How does the I note? left a note? She left a note for me. But left a note where? In on my, the counter. In my house. Got it. Because he had Got to come fix the dish disposal it. and he hadn't called me after we had had. I see, that's why I'd be getting the story confused because we had had an interaction. I think that was the car interaction. I given I had given him my phone number. I ju- and that's when he, I just want to be your friend. I don't want to be your Grim man. Was lying. So I Look. gave him my phone number and he didn't call me. By the time the dish disposal, I leave a note because I'm like, oh, I gave you my number. I don't understand why you haven't called me. Like, what's wrong with you? What's, if I give you my number, I don't understand what happened. So I left my phone number on the paper. Like, again, like in case you yeah, lost yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Your phone is broke or something. And then I went to go to my internship, and then he texted me. Okay. She, she couldn't stop thinking the... about you, boy. That's what <laughs> no, I had just never given my phone number out and never been contacted. Like, that was weird. Like, I, why would you not? If you asked for it my number. It was so clearly uh, apparent. I gave you my number. You called uh, me. It's disrespectful. So Call. that link was broken. Why? Why? Yeah. I was offended. I, I may I, not like you, but also don't be disrespectful and not call me after I give you my phone number. I, I could have said no. Forgot her name. Uh, and I was like, I don't know which number is hers <laughs> in my phone. Uh-huh. So when she left that, no, I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> and I'm so in funny. her apartment yeah, texting her like, hey, what's that? In the apartment. Yeah. That's apartment. so funny. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, you guys start kick it off, start dating. Mm-hmm. And then um, fast forward to the engagement. Engagement. So this was um, five years later. So we've moved. Greg, you wait a long time. Yeah, you did. Well, she was in college, and she wasn't even sure where she was going to go after college. So I oh, was if like, you were going to stay in Atlanta? Yeah. Because you was trying to stay in Atlanta. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going to be at. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't sure, right? You weren't sure where you are going to be at, because I know it was New York, D.C., and I don't think I ever considered D.C., but, I mean, I needed a job. So yeah. it was the answer was wherever I got a job. Yeah. So... I was like, I'm. That wasn't my main situation. But I, I was scared. I wasn't ready yeah. to be. Plus, I don't know what was I, 24, 25? somewhere along there. Um. Anyway, we moved from that apartment complex to, um, two other apartment complexes. Well, Mel did. I, I was still there, and then we finally moved in with each other, mm-hmm. and we bought a condo. Yep by Centennial Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. And this condo, when on the 4th of July, they do a real big celebration. You get on the roof, and you can look over the park, and it's just fireworks. Yeah. So that's when I proposed, on 4th of July. On yeah. 4th of July, yeah. over the on fireworks. The, on the roof. How did he do, Mel? Uh, he did well. We had uh, looked at... Uh, we had looked at Ring. Ring shopped for a while, and I really, really liked the ring that I have. Um... So we had decided the ring, but it just was a matter of when. So yeah, it was it was he we did good. It was it was nice. The, you was nervous, um, Greg? Oh yeah, I the was really nervous. The entire complex or like condo, the mm-hmm. residents of the building were all upstairs because of the fireworks. Uh, so then everybody's like, oh, 
out, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, he's proposing, <laughs> and the fireworks are going. So it was really uh, sweet. It was good. Uh, who all was there? Nick was there. Nick was there. Uh, okay. Nick came in the kids, and Greg's parents were there. Greg's, both of your brothers, I mm-hmm. think, were there. And then a bunch of residents in a building. Aww. <laughs> we don't know Look, anymore. <laughs> we were so close. The fireworks were, like, landing on us. Oh. They were exploding. Because the building people, was so high? Yeah. And it was it's so close to the park. But, yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. And, yes, I was nervous. Yeah. And the price tag for that ring at that time. No, yeah. even today, they'd be expensive. Yeah. They'd be expensive. Um, okay, and then you guys, uh, fast forward, you got, how long did you guys wait between there and the wedding? It was a year. It was a he year. proposed July 4th, 15, 13, and then we got married September 6th, 14. Okay. So a little awesome. over a year. Yeah. Okay. And then um, take us through your wedding. Actually, before we go through your wedding day, we're going to pause right here and hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, look at me doing it in real time. I was like, oh. Do I know what that is? Nope. It don't matter. Uh, okay, thank you so much for our sponsor. Okay, now tell us about your wedding day. Uh, the wedding day was very stressful for me because uh, it started. Um, well, I ain't never been married before. And everything, yes. was, <laughs> everything was just. It, it wasn't hectic. It was just hot outside, and we were taking pictures. It was pictures humid, yeah. It was humid. You were sweating, and um, it it was hectic and and exciting at the same time because I had my partners there yes. that I've been knowing since the third grade yeah. as my groomsmen, my brothers, um, and just seeing everybody dressed up. Uh, but when it started raining, Whoa. that's when I started panicking yeah because i'm thinking mel was gonna be pissed off that it was raining yeah. so in my head i'm like man my wife she's gonna be pissed off and if she if i feel like she's mad i'm gonna just be mad right just off, just off the strength yeah, yeah. yeah so i'm walking around with this <laughs> mug on my face and mel's just like it's it's okay we can just do it on the inside and i'm like i'm going crazy <laughs> and you can take it from there how uh, would you feel yeah, so we the venue. I really liked the venue, particularly because of tell the, the people outside. the venue. The venue. I don't remember the name of the venue. Okay. George, 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 Georgian Club. I want to say the George something like that. Car, Car Galleria. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. Uh, it def, it, I don't know, child. But it was um in Atlanta. Yes. For I think sure. it is by Car Galleria, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it is the Georgian Club, something like that. Yeah, but um. The I really liked the venue because it had this outside um, space that I just really, really liked. And it had this clock. And so every hour on the hour, it would ding. And so we were starting at 6 o'clock in the evening. I knew I wanted, like, going into the evening. So I really I want, knew I wanted a evening wedding, and I knew I wanted the ding. So I was really excited about that. But I had also been tracking the weather and knew that there was a chance of rain, and it was literally starting at 6 o'clock. So I had been preparing my mind mm-hmm. for the fact that I may not be able to have what I picked this venue for. And then, of course, at 5.50, 10 minutes before, it started raining. Um, and so the... Um, Wedding planner. No, about say, did I not just tell you? So the wedding planner was. I loved her. She was amazing, and she just was kind of, you know, this is what it is. We can wait it out, uh, or we can bring it inside. And I think we waited for a little while, 
But it was like very clearly like pour, and it wasn't like drizzling. Yeah. It was pouring, raining. And I know Atlanta and the summer thunderstorm. So mm. it was like, you don't know how long it's going to last. And I was excited to just like get to the day and get yeah. to the party. And so I was like, okay, let's just bring it in. Like it wasn't, um, it wasn't that stressful for yeah. me. It was like, okay, we'll just do it inside. Who cares? So they flipped the room. Uh, and Kev, of course, was our officiant. And he did his uh, speech that we I love to reference to this day, which is, what do you do when it rains on your wedding day? You get married anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. <laughs> that's what you did. Yeah. Okay. And then you got a job at Netflix. Um, it must be... It's like a three. year and a half. Later. It was only a year and a half later? Because McKinley was born. Yeah. The sixth. We was. We got. Well, no, 14th. it was two years. I mean, the yeah, 2014, 2016, and McKinley was born. So yeah. she it had the years. job before McKinley. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, but you're talking about Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Netflix. Netflix was two years. Two years? Oh, yeah. my time. That, okay. I mean, but still, for. Wait. Hold on, I'm having a revelation right now. Slightly less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I'm realizing you guys have spent majority of your married life in L.A. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought you guys were married for like five years before you moved out here, which, of course, the math doesn't matter when you actually (laughs) think about it. But in my mind, you guys had spent majority of your time married there, and then you moved here. So you guys were married two years minus. We spent our second anniversary wedding anniversary in LA because you moved in July because we moved in July you got the and then had McKinley in August and reference McKinley's year age September so McKinley how old is Isaiah she, seven so she's seven yeah so you guys have essentially been here for like five years I mean no seven years because I don't know how to do math you guys yes. have been married for nine yeah. Yes. So what I did was I took the two oh. and subtracted ah. it from the yeah, okay. five, but that the math don't matter nine years saying. total yep. so seven nine years here so seven year Dang, that's crazy than mug. Hold on, I have another question. How do you feel like being away from your family has affected you in being married here? I don't think it's fair to my parents, mm-hmm. especially my mama. Yeah. She been she raised three boys. Yeah. So now she gets her granddaughters, and right when she gets her granddaughters, yes. we move away. Yeah. I I don't like it. Oh. Yeah. And now that they're getting up older in age, I would like to be around. Because every weekend, we were in Atlanta. We would go to my parents' house or her dad's house yeah. and just kick it with them. And, I mean, that was that was fine with me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So. Uh, You're like, are you a mama's boy or a parent's boy? Uh, I don't know if I'm a mama's boy. Uh-huh. Because I don't do... Um, I do anything and everything my mama asks me to do, but she don't ask me to do much. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I that's why God gave you girls. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't consider myself a mama's boy because she doesn't dictate anything. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. You're I not do. a traditional, like the way that people think about mama's boy, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely. I mean, but if she, calls, for sure. if she calls, it's ASAP. Ain't no question about what's about to happen. Yeah. I'm going to Period. my mama. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's so interesting. Do you feel like now why do I have every situation? I mean, my phone is just a buzz. Mm. Do you one of the things that Kevin and I say all the time that I'm just wondering um 
if it's true for you, is one of the best decisions we actually made for our marriage was moving away from home. Do you feel like that? No. Oh, hello? Why? Because you lost your parents as your support for the girls? I mean, all my support is in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I didn't... We... We moved here... <clears throat> I remember I was telling me, I was like, there's no way in the world I ever move from Georgia for any reason. Yeah. Period. But, uh... With the opportunity that she had, um, I didn't want her to resent me for not moving. Right, right, so right, right. So we moved. Also, you all were here. Right. I don't know if we would have moved here if you all weren't here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even at that time, it wasn't, we weren't moving here because Melissa and Kev. Uh, yeah. Because at that time, Kev on Stage Studios wasn't, wasn't as even big the thing. As yeah, we all had was. jobs. Yeah, we yeah, all. We that's all real, were actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Because I was riding with Kev to uh, all death to yeah. build sets. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that's right. So, man, that ride was terrible. Oh yeah, every Culver morning. City. Yeah. So, um, oh no, you were probably downtown by that time. Were you still at it Culver was, City? No, no, or no, no. Downtown? It was downtown. Downtown. Figueroa. Figueroa. Yep. Yep. Something twelve. Something. Um. But no, I I I wasn't. Oh man, this is great. Yeah. I'm leaving everybody I know for whatever, whatever. And doing the work that I did as um like maintenance work and yeah. facilities, I had so many connections with yeah. everything. Right. So if I needed anything, if I needed a job or I needed to um um just get around, yeah. I, I knew who to call, yeah. I knew the places to go, yeah. I knew the people to talk to. Now it ain't like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um it wasn't no, no, it was not like, man, this is the best thing yeah. that's, that's ever happened to me. Okay, so now in retrospect, how do you feel about moving here in terms of like both of your professional careers uh -huh. that are like in no way mirroring what you came out here for? Like you just said, mm -hmm. Loki, none of us are doing what we're doing. Right, but like right. I'll start actually I'll start with Mel. <coughs> since Greg just talked. Makai, you gave that to me? Yes. <laughs> you gave that cough to me? Um, how do you feel about, like, what you're doing now? And for you, it's actually very, very recent in comparison to, like, working at Netflix, doing the 9 to 5, like, being in development, all of those things. Um, it is still very, very challenging to reconcile, to, like, understand uh, what the heck I'm doing every day. Um, because I... The thing about my position at Netflix was that it also had changed, right? Mm -hmm. When I came out to Net to mm -hmm. California oh, that's right. and started working at Netflix to do changed about two years into that job. And so that was a very new endeavor as well. And like, so trying to understand, okay, is this now what I'm going to do with my career is be in development and be a creative exec and what does that mean? And uh, do I want to continue that? So that was already very new. Um, and I was trying to like find my footing in that mm -hmm. and then to lose that and now be again going into this right. new space um, has just been it's very it's it's hard to understand and know what's next. The thing um, about this entrepreneurial world is that some of the things that I expect to come or some of the things I hope to come are things I 
can't even articulate or I yeah. don't know, no yet. you yeah. know? And so when every, when, you know, you think about, well, what's your five-year plan or what's your 10-year plan? It's like, girl, I hope something comes yeah. that allows me to figure out what that <laughs> yeah, plan yeah, yeah. is. Because it's kind now. of unfolding. Yeah, so it's hard to know what's the goal. The goal is to continue doing what I'm doing that will lead to something so amazing right. that my future will be secured. Right. You know? Right. Um, and that is, like, unsettling. For sure. To, like, be in that space, especially coming from the 9 to 5 yeah. world where that, you know the plan. Right, Like, right, it's right, laid right. out for you. You don't have to figure it out. Um. So all of that is is challenging, but the other thing is being I am enjoying the process for sure. I do feel like I am um, trying to find my footing, but enjoying some of that process. I also obviously have you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching the Kardashians. Oh, I watched it last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was thinking about um, there is... Kylie Jenner being the first or youngest billionaire or whatever she got. To yeah, I felt like that had an asterisk by it, but that's well, fine. and so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is my point, right? Like, you you don't you're not able to say that Kylie Jenner is whatever billionaire she was at whatever age she was without Kim Kardashian. Absolutely, you know, hundred percent. And so all of that, I'm I'm not Kylie Jenner. I'm not a billionaire. Amen. But and I we're don't not Kim. Right, but. <laughs> I don't get to be in this space without you guys yeah. doing yeah, what yeah, you yeah. did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And being who you are and like doing what, and so all of that is like, I'm getting to find my footing, but it's because you guys made a sex tape first. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding it. Ooh. Good luck. Yeah, boy, but that'll be. This is going to be on Lipstick Alley. Boy. That's going to be Somebody's on Lipstick gonna Alley. Somebody's going to cut that out. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's Listen, it. Listen, kid, yeah. out here doing the dick. <laughs> Hey, Greg, how about you? Uh, you got to tell me, ask me the question again. Like how you're, you, I mean, obviously you come out here for Netflix. Mel's uh-huh. now no longer doing that. You come out here, I'm sure, and you did do traditional maintenance things that were kind of aligned in the career that you were doing before. Yep. Actually, you had to level up as yep. well in what you were doing. And now you're not doing none of that. I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> so uh, like, how do you feel about that? So, um, moving out here. I'm going back to, was it the best decision of my life? No, but it did. <laughs> it life. did help me. It was a great. Ex- it's it's a great experience yeah. because it's opened my eyes to a whole lot of mm-hmm. more um, a variety of ways of making money. Right. And seeing other people making money, and I mean from any and everything. Right. So that's a plus. Also, uh, moving out here helped me. Um, Pull, pull from a lot of resources to become better. Yeah. Because in Georgia, I was doing the maintenance, and then right. I came out here and became a facility manager, mm-hmm. and that was over buildings. Whole, yeah, over buildings. And a very prestigious. Well, you can say it now. You don't work there. Oh, oh, Equinox. Yeah. Y'all know. I talked about Equinox on my podcast. It was yeah. Stop doing that. We bush you up. We gonna bush you up. Uh, so Equinox, the the expensive gym that all the celebrities go to, I was over like six of those clubs. So coming out here exposed me to that mm-hmm. and exposed exposed me to a, um, a a job that I really don't like. Yeah, I do not like the so maintenance and then facility manager and then you know you just over. The um, 
the functionality of buildings. Yeah. You're on call all yeah. the t time. Yeah. So um, coming out here helped me realize that because I got that job. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I really don't want to do that. Which is interesting because I feel like that was probably a dream job in your mind in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. 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 But do you think you could have had that same opportunity i'm sure you actually probably would have maybe not as quickly though mm -hmm. as you had uh working at equinox in atlanta you see what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. i think um i think i would eventually did that yeah, in atlanta sure. uh it might have been different in atlanta because i had a lot more resources in atlanta so gotcha. a lot of more friends hey man come fix this or come mm -hmm. do this as the facility manager yeah. here i had to figure it create out create new yeah. your network yeah networks so um and then you know i know the landscape of atlanta how to get to places faster mm -hmm. who, you know yeah. i could finagle yeah. a lot more there except for here um but coming here now uh you know work boots are in the closet yeah i ain't pulled them out yeah. ain't put them on uh <laughs> uh learning editing learning production mm -hmm. um uh being a tour manager now I yeah mean, how do you like that there's no man you wouldn't have ain't no in the world you tell me i was gonna be doing what i'm doing now <laughs> three years ago yeah booking flights yeah nah, man setting up hotels looking at contracts uh closing out with vendors and and um uh venues uh I, I like it. Yeah. And I like it because, like Mel said, y'all did what y'all did. <laughs> so now. Title I'm, that this title there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking in, you know, as the tour manager, but I'm also Kez's brother in law. Yeah. So um, that's another uh, chip I wear on my shoulder. Yeah. And I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know? People talk to me sideways. I'm like, oh, you don't even know who I'm related to. <laughs> but no, uh, it's it's cool. It's it's a whole nother um, um, uh, stream of income and um, skills that I'm learning that I did not know I would ever even. I, I didn't know I would be in this space right. at all. Um, and it's kind of interesting because I think I agree that I don't think uh, you, I don't know if Mel ever could have probably saw you in this space either. No. But I, Greg, you're good at it. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can, okay, I can take that. Yeah, I, can, I think you should. Yeah. Greg be on it. Like people, I was, I tell Kevin this all the time that, because uh, I just know how you grew up and I'm like, Greg has to understand. So, so everybody understands. A tour manager is essentially advancing the shows. And what that means is having constant communication with all the vendors. You guys have seen Kev's tour schedule. Greg talks to all of them. Mm. <laughs> every every line that you see, a city and a date, somebody's behind that. Yeah. Greg interfaces with them. Mm -hmm. He's making sure the merch gets there. He's asking about, uh, do you have, especially they did something with Spectrum. Do you have screens? Do you have this? We're doing the international stuff. Greg is sending passports, IDs, <laughs> blood samples, hair samples. It'd be a lot. Yeah, I'm like, yeah like it'd be, low-key, it'd be a lot. And Greg is doing all of that. It's like an organization, a skill, a brain thing. Uh, we were just talking actually to our um, 
listen, we hired our assistant. Mm-hmm. I've decided yesterday. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, someone we know, she doesn't have an assistant. She calls it a, a chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And um, the assistant was like, um, girl, I'm y'all chief of staff. Uh-huh. And I said, don't do me. <laughs> I'll never say assistant again. Uh, I will forever now say staff. chief of staff. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So my chief of staff, Amen. Um, we were telling her about, you know, the upcoming tour dates and what she should do. Yada, yada. She was like, do you guys need me to do anything for Europe? And I was like, actually, no. Let Greg do that because it becomes too many hands oh. in the pot. That's how stuff gets messed up. That's uh-huh. how stuff gets confused. Greg usually handles it. Let him handle it. But like all the guys travel and they be picky and this person can't fly here and this person can't yeah. fly on this airline. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'd be a lot. Um, and Greg keeps all all of that together and I think you do a phenomenal job. Thank I'm you not so even going to lie to you. Appreciate okay. you. Well, I know we took a detour on that, so I'm going to come back to the marriage stuff. But I'm, I'm sure people are also interested in that. Yeah. You got something else you want to say? Not, uh, other than I'm, I appreciate coming here and experiencing this yeah. and, and learning because it's, I would have never, I wouldn't have done nothing like this right. in Otherwise. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, do you enjoy it? I do. I, yeah. I'm, because I'm in control, I'm not sitting anything in anybody else's hands. Yeah. It's I'm setting the schedule. I'm getting it done. Everything is, um, it's not cookie cutter, but it's. It is like it is, but it ain't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I like it. Um, and it's teaching me uh, better communicating skills. Yeah. Because beforehand it was, hey, this is broken. All right, I'll fix it. Yeah. Bye. Or I ain't got to deal with nobody. Right. Now I'm, I'm, I'm um, learning how to communicate better. Yeah. Sending emails. Yeah. Uh, and Greg be listen. Greg be finding stuff that we don't. I'm gonna take just one story and then I'm move on. The uh the the venue. A lot of times, what happens with the venues is they pay Kev, right? Mm-hmm. And then we pay our agents. Two or three vendors mm-hmm. venues took the money out from Kev's check, and they were gonna pay the agent directly, which is fine. They can totally do that. But what happened was the agent turned around and billed us. Mm-hmm. Had Greg not said something, I wouldn't have known because I'm the one who pays the agent. So they sent it in. I said, oh, no. Greg, would you tell me the city's word? Tell me again so I can make sure that what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking. He said, this city, this city, this city. I said, bet. Excuse me, this city, this city, this city. Take it off my invoice. You Go to them. Yes. But then it turned out they didn't pay us all the money. Mm. So he had to come back and say, you guys are going to be received." Know if I ever received that check. Oh man, see there we go. I don't know if I ever received that check. Hold on, let me. I'm just email myself real quick to check on that check. Kai check Kai. on check on check from agent. Okay, okay. Um. So anyway, we wouldn't have known that had Greg not no. do that. So it's always like a lot of times. I think especially for me, I don't know if Mel experiences. If I don't see direct. Uh, like a direct measurable uh, result of something I do, I label it useless. Yes. <laughs> I had this revelation in my life coaching session that a lot of times, especially in social media, the reason I struggle is because it's not measurable. Yeah, yeah. And in, and beyond um, the numbers. So, for example, I have a number that I set for us to reach on gin and juice. Uh But I then have to tie that to – I have to anchor that to something else Mm -hmm. because just obtaining a number for the sake of a number means nothing to me personally. Uh And I feel like a lot of social media is that. Like it's a lot of building 
And for what you may not know no. yet, mm-hmm. but if I don't, if I'm not able to tie it to something, I feel like for why am I doing this? Tying the number to something. Tying the, or anything. Tying yeah. my, the actions I do, the podcast, yeah, yeah. the posting on social media, yeah. the, the, like why, for why, right? you yeah. know? And yeah. so um, I think for, uh, or for Greg, I think when I really, or when um, that whole thing situated, Greg was like, oh, I was just doing that. I didn't even realize there would have a consequence, but there was yeah. like all of that checks and balances because someone is not checking the checker. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing it and I don't, I'm not privy to, the, I mean, I am privy to the contracts. I don't read the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we receive a check, Kev don't know, he just got a check. Yeah. And so when Greg is like, uh, this is supposed to be this. Well, then you become the last line of defense. <laughs> <laughs> you then become right. the last line of defense. Okay, moving on. You came to um, um, the city that we're in right now, L.A. Yes. I want to say Atlanta, and then we have to wrap up in like 15 minutes. And you guys have McKinley. But before McKinley, I don't know that people know this story that you guys have experienced a miscarriage Mm -hmm. so i wanted to kind of share that story in as much detail or information emotions all of that as you can um because i I really don't think you guys have shared this on any other platform no uh we haven't so about a year after we were married uh we found out we were pregnant and uh we were all excited and went to the doctor's appointment, made an appointment, and got, uh, I feel like we heard, I don't remember if we heard the heartbeat. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I can't remember if we heard it or not, uh, If how early we were. But we had already scheduled out the second appointment. I had told you guys mm-hmm. uh, that we were pregnant. And then one Monday... <clears throat> This was after, it was probably a week after our first anniversary, first wedding anniversary. Uh, And I went to work and was morning work life at Cartoon Network and felt like I needed to go to the restroom. Um, And when I did, I saw blood. And so I was like, oh, I don't, this doesn't, this can't be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called Greg and then I felt like I called you guys mm-hmm. or I called y'all at least in the car and went to the ER and then we got admitted basically and they were like, you are having a miscarriage. So I was in there all night. Um, it took so long. Um, but basically I guess to like let the miscarriage like complete itself or follow through or whatever the proper terms are um and then we were sent home and so i remember being um sad obviously um and not really knowing like i don't really know i think a couple things happened i was surprised at how quickly i had felt attached Mm -hmm. to the idea of having a baby Mm -hmm. um so that was really surprising because it was still so i mean i think i was eight or nine weeks Mm -hmm. um so i was surprised at that um and then also surprised like not no i didn't really know or have many conversations with people who had had miscarriages so i didn't even know what the feeling or like was supposed to be or I didn't know how I felt like I just was like this is such a new experience Um, but I also know I feel really sad so I remember sitting uh like in the bed for like a week I was like I feel like I'm gonna be sad for like a week 
and I deserve that. <clears throat> also feel like I probably read that somewhere. Like you should give yourself time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do nothing all week. So I told my job I wasn't coming in. Uh, I just said like medical emergency or whatever and just sat in the bed for it was literally that happened on a Monday. And I remember doing it until like Thursday or Friday, just doing nothing. And then I was like, OK, that happened. And that was it. And that was it for me. That yeah. was it. I was like, I'm done here. Like that's happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> OK, that's so interesting. Did, how long after the miscarriage was Kenny? She was, so that was September of 15. And then we found out we were pregnant with McKinley. Yeah, actually it was December, three months. So yeah, three months I later. wonder if being able to get pregnant that quickly, Jalil White is there. Okay, let me close this. It's so random. I want him to stop sending me things because it's distracting me. Um, uh, I wonder if turning around and getting pregnant so quickly allowed that to be a very like isolated event mm. versus if you struggled. I mean, I know obviously, well, if we want to go there, we can, but being able to um, conceive quickly thereafter. And obviously McKinley's here. It was a successful pregnancy also allowed that to not come up again or does it come up again with, I mean, I'm always scared about, or I was with McKinley. I was very, very scared f with each milestone, uh, making sure that we reached it, mm -hmm. especially because you guys never experienced no. it. So I was like, is something wrong? Like, it's, it feels like such a betrayal of your body. Like, oh, so your body's supposed to do this, but mine can't didn't, yeah. or mine didn't. So the fear is can't, can it? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and so with McKinley, I felt very nervous about, is this going to be successful? Eventually, uh, I got the home monitor mm. so that I could listen to her heartbeat at home yeah. the, and put the thing. And they would be like, don't do it all the time. And I would be like, I'm doing it every single day <laughs> that I want to do it. Yeah. And Greg would be like, stop. You can't do it that much. And I would be like, I'm going to do it. And, he, and then he would add, did you do it? Did you hear it? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, it just made it. It, it felt very it just made me very scared for mckinley's uh the pregnancy i had with mckinley and then even with micaiah five years later i was still very i mean and for other reasons but it was just very like is this pregnancy gonna last is it yeah. gonna am i gonna is it have viable it? yeah viable is the word yeah uh the the miscarriage didn't affect me until we had mckinley and then it, then i started thinking about dang I wonder um, how the first baby, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. or who that person was. So um, that's when it really affected me. Um, when we had the miscarriage, though, it's kind of crazy that you don't ever have these conversations before this happens. Yeah. All your friends that had kids, your parents, everybody, no one has said, hey, if this happens, it's – I'm not saying a miscarriage is normal, but, but a common. lot of people yeah, it's have miscarriage. It's it crazy is. how many miscarriages it's very common. There, there is. So um, it, it's wild that we weren't, no one prepared us for for that. Mm -hmm. um, but as we had children, you think, well, I think, dang, we lost because, the first. Yeah. That could have been my boy. Yeah. And I ain't having no more because I got this for sick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's how. That's how I felt about it. But we, 
we the well when she came home and told me when she came from work and yeah she was bleeding or whatever we did a hug and mm-hmm. you know you met me at the hospital no 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 he said afterward oh Mm-mm. no he didn't say afterward we got some cause you I was at no that's when you told me you were pregnant I was at the table you came home and you had that thing in the bag. Yeah. That's what and I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. okay, so then I wonder if, um, so is it something you think about today? Not not much. No, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. When somebody mentions, mentions it, that's when I start, I don't wonder yeah. who or who, you know, yeah. what that person would have been. But other than that, no, I don't think about yeah. it. Also, to your point, uh, we got pre- pregnant pretty fast After, afterwards. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wonder is, I know we said no one talks about it. I remember this girl, uh, this lady that we went to church with in Washington State that uh, continually, you know what I'm talking about, oh. had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really registered at the time, like, how common it was. But in addition, we were so young, obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't have kids at the time, how heartbreaking it is to have it continuously yeah. oh my goodness i can't even imagine yeah yes now if that would have happened to us i can't even imagine that's terrible i mean yes it's terrible yes yeah. that's, that's, that's a that's terrible really feeling is. yeah and for somebody like myself like i said whenever she's feeling some type of way it affects me right to know i couldn't i can't do nothing yeah. i can't take it away from yeah. her or nothing like that yeah yeah that that would have told me up yeah. yeah. I wonder if you have, is there uh, any advice you would give anyone or anything you would say to someone going through something like this? I would tell them to, and before they even try to get pregnant, I would tell them to look it up and see how common it is and to understand that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody that continuously goes through it, that I couldn't speak on because right, right. I'm not. We haven't experienced that. Right. Um, but there's other avenues. What it, what is it? What is it called? In vitro. In vitro. In vitro. Mm-hmm. That type of that process. Um, having the doctor go yeah. in and put the egg and the sperm mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. But um, my main thing would be looking up miscarriages and seeing how common it is, so you won't feel. Like something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's that. That would be my advice. Yeah, uh, I would say if you are going through it, to uh, be sad as long as you want. Yeah. Like I feel like giving myself time to be like to really mourn this idea that I had and that I had grown so attached to. Uh, doing that, just give yourself some time to to sit in that feeling, um, and then you know make your decision. After that, for some people, it's it is so heartbreaking that you don't know maybe if you want to go put yourself through that again uh, because of the chance that it could happen again, or maybe you can't wait to try again because you you know you want to kind of fill that void. So I don't know. I would give yourself time to process what happened and um, go from there. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it definitely is something heartbreaking. I love both of your advice. I think it is so common, but we don't talk about it. So if it does happen to you, you do feel like your body betrayed you. Mm-hmm. You feel like, what is wrong with me? I can't believe this, especially as a woman. That's a burden you're going to bear um, a lot. And if it does happen, take all the time you need to kind of like recover um, and make sure you get like the medical 
um, like evaluation yeah. or whatever oh, for yeah. the doctors to tell you like, you know, this is very common. There's nothing or this is what it is. And these are the interventions we can take yeah. to like you know, uh, I don't want to say eliminate, but like lessen the possibility of something like this um, happening again. After, Uh, I will quickly say just to that point, after when we were trying to get pregnant with Micaiah and weren't having success at first, we went to the doctor and getting all of that information about your body and even just learning how it works. Like, you know, you have the general idea of how mm-hmm. to make a child, but understanding um, from the anatomy, like what the process mm-hmm. is and and then going through like a, an entire cycle mm-hmm. of that where the doctors are. OK, you are producing this many follicles and this is how big they're going mm-hmm. growing and this is how big they're supposed to be. And yours are reaching that or yours are not. And from this cycle and you started with eight and now you have three that mm. could turn into a pregnancy like understanding all of that information was just it felt even more empowering mm-hmm. um, versus like leaving it up to chance yeah which you know a lot of people who are blessed enough to just get pregnant and have a baby that's amazing and you don't really have to think about that but when you are trying or maybe you're encountering miscarriages empowering yourself by getting that knowledge from a doctor uh, feels like you're leaving it less to chance and like you have a, and you still don't have all that much control, but you have a little bit more control and you can make um, like more informed um, decisions and like, you know, you can kind of time things differently when you understand the the mechanics and the science behind it. Um, So anyway, I don't remember why I added that, but no, it was good. Good. All right, before we close out, what piece of advice would you give your younger self, your younger married self? I'm not going to answer. Okay. My phone is just going off. It is. Oh, go ahead. Your younger married self? Your younger married self specifically. Go ahead. You can go first. I would tell my younger, younger married self to continuously... Um, well, I would tell my younger married self to be open-minded and to always um, try to level yourself up when it comes to um, education about anything. Um, uh, I found myself getting comfortable in um, uh, educational-wise. I found myself. I think. I think I found myself getting lazy. To be honest, mm. um, you know, once you finish school and finish college, and you don't work a few years, you like, man, I ain't got to learn nothing else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Always learn. Always keep trying to learn, um, because that's going to help. Uh, to me, that will help uh, you and your significant other. Um, have things to talk about, have things to do. It'll keep things on the up and up, yeah. you know, right. instead of just being stagnant. You know, I learned this today. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Um, hey, if we open this life insurance policy, this, that, you know, it'll just yeah. keep things on the up and up because things will get stale and boring if you stay stale and boring. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Mel? Um, are you going to ask this marriage hard still or no? No. Okay. Um, um, I would say, uh, I would tell my younger married self that 
marriage is hard and having kids makes it harder -er (laughs) with the hard R or your ER. Uh, And so to know that I, uh, I waiting five years or having five years between McKinley and Micaiah, um, makes it really clear how challenging little <laughs> children are to your life. <laughs> we had gotten to a point with McKinley where she could do things by herself. Yes. And rewinding that time and having a terrorist. Y'all should see Micaiah back here. You she should. literally just hit herself in the face trying to put this, yes. um, what is this called? Fanny, Fanny pack on. She has also put goldfish all over the floor. Oh, yeah, I took we footage. I'm going to insert need a them. vacuum cleaner. Um, if McKinley was here, she wouldn't be doing that right now. Yeah. And that is, is challenging-er than everything. And so I would just tell myself, I would prepare myself early on that is is marriage is hard by itself because it's two people that are like Mm -hmm. coming together and compromising and you're navigating life and trying to understand how are we going to do this thing and having children adding that on is um makes it even more difficult and then it it gets better once they're older and they're not putting goldfish all over the floor um and so just like it's kind of like buckle in you know, strap in, get get your seatbelt on, and go along for the ride. Uh, because th- then the fun part happens again after you get through the this part. Yeah, amen. And then you'll have her say, um, amen. "I grabbed this paper. It was my boys. It was my guys. <laughs> it was my man's." Is actually what she gonna say? Wait till they say that. I grabbed my man's Child. paper. Y'all gonna be like, "All oh, right." Oh, she not. Don't say that. You're not having no man's exactly. Around here. That's the equivalent because girl, boys don't, guys don't say my woman's. No, maybe like that's my, my girl's. Girl. Relax. Yes. Thank everybody. you guys so much for joining us on today's Marriage Be Hard episode. If you don't mind sharing to the people where they can find you both on the social media, you can find me at G O L Z B Y. That's Gooseby on Instagram, Building with Goose on YouTube. You can also buy our merch here. Let me get this out your way so you can really see it. Yeah. Underreppedmerch.com. Um, copy one. You can find me uh, on the Gin and Juice podcast with yes. a woman that I host by the name of Miss Kev on stage. Amen. Uh, you can find me there. You can also find me on Instagram at You've Got Mail, Y-O-U-V-E-G-T. There's no O in got, M-E-L. Um, you can, that's my YouTube and my Instagram. Or, and or, yes. you can find me on the TikToks at I'm Not a Lawyer But. Yes, that is her. If you're looking at this and you're wondering, that looks like I'm not a lawyer but. Mm-hmm. Because as Melanie is finding <laughs> uh, success on TikTok by way of herself, People have to reverse engineer who she is um, to us. So normally it's, you know, you start with Kev, you find me, you find me, you find Mel. But people are finding Mel on her own, which is freaking fantastic. But yes, if you're looking here. Oh my gosh, are you from Jenny Juice? Yes. Is this Melissa's sister? (laughs) Correct. Or they'll be like, oh my gosh, you know Kev on stage. I'll be like, yes, girl, I do. (laughs) That's so crazy. For a long time. So if you reverse engineer and you're here by way of that, that is, Melanie is my sister. The lawyer that's not a lawyer I'm is my sister. <laughs> but you can find me. 
I'm not a lawyer, but on the TikToks. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Also, I forgot. I have my own podcast yes. with Marcus yes. Tanks. Yes, I do. Uh, let us tell it. Uh-huh. You can uh, find us on YouTube and on all streaming platforms. Very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I told Greg recently that he needs to lean into his overprotectiveness. Yep. Uh, as a father and as a husband. And I think there is a lane for you there. You know, it reminds me of, and then I got to really close out. It reminds me of when you did that um, sound. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I can't it remember was who the, it was. Um, was it Lil Wayne? It was Lil Wayne. Yeah. He yeah. Wrote McKinley a letter. I uh-huh. think if you, if you lean, in. P- lean in and just find your groove in that pocket, mm-hmm. I think. There are men who are very much aligned to this, to that. Who, or women who will say, "That's my husband, yes. that's my daddy, or yes. whatever." Um, what a last thing is underreported podcast. Yes, um, that also is on my YouTube and on streaming platforms. True Crime Podcast, where I tell stories of uh, crimes committed against Black women and Black girls. Yes, Amen. good time, binge it. All right, for real, for real. <laughs> Bye. Bye.